0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Debrief episode number X. As I, I probably is 10, actually. Number X. Uh, but uh, we are here today mostly to talk about TTS changes, as there was not a lot to talk about in matches except for the seating matches, uh, which uh, is hard to take super seriously. Although, tell that to Canadian, who is now fighting, fighting against uh, Penta in yeah. first round uh, quarterfinals. So, Maybe a uh, word of warning to take seeding matches a little more seriously in the future?
1: I mean, it was uh, fortunate, I guess, but this is going to give us a pretty good game on the first day. Sure, that's like final worthy, or just a rematch from that Invitational game. I- I'm down.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be interesting as uh, we're going to see a final that's going to be down to only one of those three uh, Rogue, EG, or Penta coming through to the actual finals because uh, at least two of those have to get eliminated by the end of semifinals, which is a little disappointing in that uh, the other side of the bracket is obviously a little bit of an easier one for some teams. But it's going to be interesting either way. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I like to see the rematches in terms of like we have uh, Fnatic versus Liquid as well. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's definitely not a great day for uh, for Penta and EG. To start out that way, although I'm sure Fabian doesn't care.
1: I'm sure either of the team care. They're just happy to have the opportunity to, you know, settle it down for, for once.
0: I don't know. If, if, if you don't care at that point, then uh, I don't think you're doing it right, but...
1: I mean, as a player, you know, you go in the game thinking you'll, you'll win, and that's just the chance for AG to prove they're better now, and for Penta to say, no, we're still the best team.
0: Well, if you think about it, though, if you don't win... Uh, then you lose out a lot more money because you don't even make it through quarters. So money-wise, oh, yeah, it's not great.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, Penta. you know, you'd rather play against the shit team, but everyone who's to, you know, land final is somewhat decent. I
0: love, I love how people, like, think that somehow the, the, the whole thing's rigged. Like, we would really want G <laughs> versus Penta to be in the quarterfinals. Like, oh, we, w- we want the finals yeah. to be as dull as possible, you know. guys. We want it to be, like... You know, Liquid versus Noah Rango or something.
1: We want the final to be, like, the first Invitational Xbox final, 10-0, straight up, you know, easy. Oh,
0: God, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but but either way, it should be interesting. The other side of the bracket, like, uh, we have... Um, uh, well, I mean, first off, to to kind of address it, Rogue pretty much getting a free pass. I mean, I'm sure Noah Rango will play, you know, to the best of their ability, but let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, the, the only way they really might get some rounds off, I think, is if Rogue is trying to hide strats, which makes sense that they would want to do that. So,
1: Yeah, I guess maybe, but, uh, you know, it's Land Final, you're going to give as much as you can, even though it's Noro Ringo, and, you know, just, they still should win just by experience itself.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, chances are Rogue will probably hide strats as long as they can and only bring them out if they're really that far behind. Which, if we see a really close match, then that's chances are that's probably what's happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, either way, like, unfortunately, Nora Ringo mostly got in because Cryptic have gotten screwed by the bracket three times now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> kinda... I mean,
0: it's hard to say. Like, I mean, you say we say screwed because it's like they should be there as the second place team. But then again, they are the second place team. They're only screwed because they're not the best team. If they were the best team, they wouldn't be screwed, right? Because they'd always be going regardless. So Mm -hmm. it is unfortunate for a second place team to get kind of shafted. Uh, So APAC really kind of needs to work on their bracket system so Cryptic can stop getting hosed. And so we could see them, because that would have been nice, because uh, those are the two teams, Fnatic and Cryptic, essentially, that have been around since the first Invitational. And it would have been nice to see them rematch against Rogue, which is what the situation would have been. So that they could have, you know, could have been a rematch from back the first Invitational when they played been
1: cool. Yeah, and I mean, we're so close to be like done with this season and just all the bracket shenanigans and all that stuff that sucks.
0: Yeah. Well, with everything going so on close. in the next season, I'm kind of excited for the season to be done. Just oh yeah, of, like to get the next season rolling.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, now that it's going to be seasoned, I mean, yes, it's only one game per half of season, but Still is, everyone playing against everyone, more of a league format, so the yeah. best team should be at the top, and not because they got bracket fucked, or whatever. And, it, yeah, I mean, it's the same for EU, even though Millennium is surprising me more and more, but, like, if it was the format of the next season, I'm pretty sure Vitality would be at LAN and not Millennium.
0: Yeah, well, I hope Millennium shows up, though, at LAN. I hope they really, like, because they play pretty well. I mean, obviously, Penta weren't you know, plan to their fold because they don't need Mm to. Um, So chances are, you know, Millennium was getting a bit, but at the same time, you know, they probably get a little bit tilted. I mean, they kind of, they kind of made it obvious that they weren't necessarily going to be playing to the best of their ability. When Fabian said uh, during the interview at the beginning, you know, it doesn't matter what the score is. A win is still a win. Meaning they don't really care if it's a close match, as long as they win. Like they just, they don't really care. They're going to get the seeding that they want, uh, which in this case is against DG, but yeah, uh, yeah, it, it worked out interesting. I mean, we still saw some interesting stuff during the CD matches, like Skyscraper finally coming out, for example.
1: Finally, yeah. I mean, it's the very first time, even for NAEU. Uh, I don't know about Ladam because I haven't been following a whole lot.
0: I, I don't know if Laddam have ever even played Skyscraper. Like, but, I mean, L- chances yeah. are maybe I'm wrong on that, but like, I feel like I've just never seen them play it.
1: Yeah, I mean, same for me. I haven't watched a whole lot of game for Laddam, but, uh, I mean, any of them I've watched was nowhere near Skyscraper, and now... For the final week, we get EG and Rogue that plays on it, and then um, Penta Millennium. It was interesting, I mean, nothing really new came out of uh, Creeper for either of these teams. Um, well,
0: it was interesting to see Rogue trying a bunch yeah. of different attack strats, but outside of that, yeah, it wasn't terribly like innovative play, it wasn't some new weird holds or anything. We didn't see like, uh, the, the Office come out really, it was, it was pretty much the same two bombsites you usually expect.
1: Yeah. I think too fancy, too funky. Just, you know, the good old usual Rainbow Six game that uh, we're used to.
0: As far as unusual, though, a lot of bathroom tellers coming out from the French scene so far. (laughs) Between both French teams, Millennium and Vitality have played quite a bit of bathroom tellers on Border. It's been working. uh, It's a French thing, I guess, huh?
1: It's been working. I mean, they won the first round against Penta. It was close call, but uh, Millennium won the first time. Second time, not so much.
0: I don't know how seriously they were taking it, but it, it has been interesting. Like the the strat seems to really depend on castle, like being a big part of that, like castling off that top floor mm-hmm. because the top floor defense is obviously important on it. But I think the way they're using castles working out pretty good. I mean, we even saw the M eight seventy just hanging out right in front of the door waiting for it to get opened. So and he still got two kills out of it. So not the ones we expected, but I don't know. It's uh, it's been interesting. I, I mean, I like the Millennium. have gotten a lot better at shutting down realms. Oh yeah, uh, because. You know, that's, that was something that was a problem, and it's definitely not a problem for them anymore, the way we're seeing it. But, I, I mean, I'm liking what we're seeing from Millennium. I just hope it's not a fluke, and I hope they can keep it up. Because uh, yeah. as I've joked about before, their lineage goes all the way back to the Season 2 champions, Youngtis. So technically, Youngtis, their lineage yeah. just comes from a team that have won land before. I mean, yeah, they've changed up players, but it's still back to that lineage, because Youngtis became Millennium, and that's still the same Millennium in terms of the uh, the Oregon, technically, the team spot. So...
1: Yeah. It's uh, uh going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, you yeah. know they've missed uh, the invitational.
0: Yeah, they also, yeah. I mean they they've missed a lot of land, so we'll see how they get uh on at this one in particular. But uh, I don't know. I
1: still well, think, uh, to... you know, it's it's not going to be their season. I don't think so. But probably uh, not. I
0: mean, there's too many other strong contenders. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where Latim ends up, though, because uh, the uh, Liquid. Fanatic rematch would be because last time Liquid got crushed and they, they haven't did. been doing great this entire season. They had one kind of really good moment against FaZe, where they two owed them, but then in the rematch FaZe two would them. So it's like mm, I'm still feeling like Liquid's really I don't know just not doing great. They're struggling a little bit.
1: And honestly, I was surprised when they lost at the Invitational. Yeah, I was surprised. I was like, maybe it's the time for a Brazilian to finally win a LAN that is you know uh, international.
0: Nope. So far, they have yet to win a land. They and I don't think it's going to
1: be this cool season either.
0: No, Black Dragons didn't get to go, so, like, Liquid is not necessarily a strong contender. And FaZe is, is pretty much the only hope for Latin America, in my opinion. Uh, they were uh, invitational as well, and when they got dropped, it was like, whoa, okay, well, maybe mm-hmm. not FaZe. Because yeah. we all thought it was going to be, like, FaZe EG or FaZe Penta Finals.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a bummer, but, uh, you know, they have a great scene. They just need to adapt more... Uh... Their playstyle we, we talked about it before but it's just their playstyle is kind of region locked it worked well against other brazilian who plays the same but at the international uh not so much especially in, against a team bad. like panto who can just adapt mid-round or even mid-game like come up with a strat and just make it work explain it within the i don't know 45 seconds of the prep phase and uh, they're good they're gonna execute it very well
0: yeah, that's that's a big problem with Latin America. I think is they're too insular, and it's funny that they're losing to teams that are also insular, like A and Z. Like for a Brazilian team to lose to Fnatic means like the two different metas that were very like contained metas somehow you know, Australia's meta worked better. But I feel like Fnatic maybe works a little bit harder at uh, adapting a lot of other international metas. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem with a team like Fnatic is they tend to throw too often when they when they have leads. <laughs> Uh, if they can get past that, I feel like they can still be a good contender at this, and I would like to see them beat Liquid and continue that because obviously it's good for the org. I mean, Liquid and Fnatic are both big orgs. Oh they It'd are. be cool to see Fnatic like you know they get picked up by this big org and then really show up. I think it would be great for the scene, but especially for APAC because uh, that's Fnatic and Cryptic are really the only big contenders out of APAC.
1: Yeah, definitely they are. I mean, the scene is still young. They are behind for sure, but they are are catching up fast. And if you don't pay attention to that scene, next thing you know, they'll win something and you'll be like, wait, what? That just happened? And you'll just miss the whole thing. It's it's going fast. It's going fast. Faster than I thought it would. uh,
0: Our Challenger League, uh, for the first time on the broadcast, Challenger League uh, Finals, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't think anyone was surprised to see I don't know, kind of winning theirs pretty well
1: but i don't know uh, just undefeated like undefeated not even a map against them yeah crazy
0: what was what was i would say more of a surprise was beast coast getting wrecked by noble yeah just getting demolished
1: I, I if i had to put money on that game i was like Coast is gonna win
0: yeah
1: i would have lost everything
0: <laughs> yeah same I would have thought the same thing too, but Noble have like really been showing up, and it seems like Beast Coast is still relying too much on Fox, So it's uh, and Waffle occasionally.
1: Maybe. There's uh, something that didn't work. They need to work it out. They've still got time. I, mean, I don't know when yeah. the relegation is. I don't, I don't know if the dates are out or if they even yeah, talked I about it. Are, yeah, they are, yet. But uh, you know, they still got some times, maybe a week or two, maybe three, yeah. maybe a month. I don't know. But they've got plenty I of time. Think, yeah. They can work it out.
0: It's ironic though for, for Breezy to go from being a yeah. Beast Coast oh, to being oh, a Noble. Oh, it's like oh, Breezy was the problem, right?
1: Uh, feels yeah. bad. So. This is <laughs> this is exactly what I thought when I was watching it. I was like, well, Noble is doing good, and then watch the roster. I'm like, oh, Breezy's on Noble. How fancy? Yeah. How fancy? Trash,
0: trash can Breezy.
1: Trash can Breezy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. it, it must feel good for them, for him, just to yeah. yeah win against a team that cuts you like that.
0: Yeah, and we'll just kind of skip over Latin Challenger, Challenger League because we don't even really know these teams for the most part because they just kind of like, they never get casted. It was like something that I don't know if is even like really that important just because I don't know if either of those teams are really great contenders. Uh, but I mean, I when, we'll see, I, it, when the relegations come around, it might be more interesting to talk about in terms of seeing them versus the Pro League teams. But Right now, it's like, eh, I don't know about the Latin American Challenger League. just don't see much of it we just see br6 which is all just pro teams as well so it's like doesn't tell us much
1: yeah i mean it's mostly pro scene the scene is big there's a lot of fans but challenger league it's getting you know hard to follow it's not the scene that i prefer to follow just because how they play that is really heavily focused on frag and i'd rather see um, team coordination that leads to said frag uh so my personal preference when it comes to watching game is usually eu and a and i mean i'm obviously biased but you know deal with it and uh it's starting to be a lot of game to watch in a week for uh someone that cannot really do uh vod review full time so you know (laughs) you have to make a choice and those are mine
0: yeah well that's the, uh, the matches. They were interesting, but we have a lot to talk about. I don't know. TTS changes. Yeah,
1: just one thing. I don't know. Looking oh, yeah. forward to see that. Can they oh, get in Pro League un- full season undefeated in Challenger League? That would be crazy.
0: Well, uh, yeah, they haven't dropped a single map in Challenger not League. Not a single game. map. Uh, I mean, what a surprise. Wow, like, people that are all Pro League players. Like, it's not yeah. a Challenger League team that has one or two Pro League players, like most of the other regions it's all True. pro league players yeah but so you know how they
1: hard. were struggling last season it was hard it was like oh i don't know they're pro league they're great and then everything they were doing was just failing miserably And now it feels it like bad. just going was- back just going back to challenger league feels like it was a wake-up call they needed and now it's just they figured it out and it's working and it's great to yes. see
0: I uh, hope they can keep it up because obviously everyone wants to see them back in Challenger League, and I don't think anyone's gonna really miss Oplon that much, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. Feels bad. Not gonna comment on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm I'm allowed to have opinions, aren't I?
1: Oh, you are, you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. But
0: uh... yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. Uh, I'd rather see the I don't
1: rules. know in Pro League than Oplon. and just have that grudge match between. DC and I don't know. I want yeah. to see that.
0: Oh, God, yeah. That that grudge match will be fun. I'm going to watch
1: that for sure. This is going to be great. I don't, know
0: if, uh, I don't know if DC have been playing as well as I don't know, but they're in different leagues right now, so it's hard yeah. to really be sure.
1: It's hard. We'll see. We'll have to see. I mean, now that we know for sure the game will happen between the two because of the new league format, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be that's, wonderful.
0: That's nice to know that we're going to see two two matches between every team so that you like, know for sure that you're going to see those teams fight each other.
1: Yep. That's so like, great. for
0: example, Rogue G, right? We didn't get to see until seeding match. Whereas we would did the new format. We'll get to see it twice a season. Yeah. So that's pretty, pretty badass. And, like, serious play.
1: Serious play. And I mean, the, the, the fact that the two games are separated with a mid-season with uh, DLC release will show also what team can adapt fastest and just, you know adapt in general and is the best. Doesn't have to be in one se- one just one game. Yes, it's one game per half season, but you know, there's a yeah. big change in the middle that happened and you'll see what of the two team is just the best. Yeah, well, Which one you'll see who can fastest. adapt to
0: the- <laughs> Yeah.
1: And I mean especially with pick and ban, it's just yeah. even crazier how you need to adapt and modify how you play mid game. Even before the round.
0: Yeah, there's gonna like that's gonna be the big theme of next season is adapt- adaptation. Like this season, it's been all about meta. Next season, it's all about the opposite of meta, which is gonna be fantastic. Like I'm sure we'll still say meta ten million times because that's the meta for casting. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good word. It'll it'll be fun though. Adaptation that sounds clever. It will be will be really good. I mean, it, it in a way it's a it's almost a bummer to have best of one when you have the operator pick bands because like you could have different pick bands per map and then it could be interesting that but either way like we'll still have like four matches a night like how nutty is that gonna be Mm
1: -hmm. oh yeah and I mean with the pick and ban phase now that you gotta add for every game every game are gonna be slightly longer slightly more interesting to uh, watch until you get in the game like the period before the game actually starts is gonna be more interesting for each game and we get four of them so you know that's great
0: not to mention, there's a couple of other details that come with that that pick and ban system. First off, yeah, you force people to a- adapt, um, but at the cost of your own strategies, of course, right? Because like you know, we're we're a lot less likely to see like a thermite my Habana ban because well, that screws yourself over too. But what we meet, what what that means is teams that are good at coming up with lots of a variety of strats. Teams like I don't know, teams like SK, teams like I'd say even Mouse at this point, like just. Teams that could come up with all kinds of different strat ideas will be in so much better of a position next season than teams that just play the meta. Teams that just play the meta are actually going to be screwed. So you're going to see so much more variety of strats just because you can't depend on your strats working out. And you want to actually set it up so you ban an operator that is normally in the meta or vital to the other team that you can work around not having.
1: And there's a lot of team, uh, maybe you last in Pro League now that most people get decent salary and can do it full time, or at least more than before. But a lot of semi-pro team were using, you know, the strategy, oh, watch what's the best team in the world doing. Just copy and try to do it like our own way, but mostly copy it. Now it's not possible. You cannot do that. You need to come up with your own play style, adapt, just be yourself. It, it sounds like cheesy a bit, but be yourself. Be well, what your know, team it, can be. Do.
0: There will be a trickle-down effect on Ranked as well, because what happens is you see a lot of new strat ideas as well that will trickle yeah. down into Ranked without necessarily the picket bands being there, because you don't necessarily have to picket band to, to make some of those strategies work, I imagine. But it's just the case of like alternative ideas being used mm-hmm. that people hadn't really thought of. And people having to come up with new ways of playing a specific operator or new ways of playing a specific bomb site or even new bomb site, it's, uh it's going to be overall good. And then as far as like from the casting point of view and stuff like that, the sixth pick thing is going to be really interesting. So for anyone who doesn't already follow this stuff and know how it works, once all 10 operators are picked, both teams see exactly who was picked by all 10 and both teams get a chance to change one operator. So obviously, you have to decide amongst your team who that's going to be. So I don't know how that'll work out in ranked, because obviously, it would be very difficult to do in ranked at the moment. (coughs) I mean, the operator pick ban, at least, is by voting, whereas the sixth pick is not. So that might have to be tweaked. But I don't think it's going to come
1: down to ranked just yet. I think it's mostly focused on the- No, not anytime uh... soon. Yeah, yeah. It's mostly focused just for Pro League, really. It's a feature that you can play in custom game.
0: I mean, we still have Theme Park and and Tower in ranked. So obviously, it takes a while.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah,
0: But it, it'll mean, like, not only do we have counter strating that's happening before the game, right, where teams are coming up with ideas for their pick and ban that are before the game in terms of here's who we're going to ban, here's the map we're going to play, like, here's how the strats we are. You know, they're going to have a lot of those strats somewhat lined up and then some backups based off of anything that gets banned against them. And then on top of that, they're going to look at what the other team's doing and maybe counter-pick and stuff like that. Like, let's say you see them with a pulse and you pick an IQ. Or you, you see them running a mute and you pick a Thatcher. Like, those kind of counter picks are gonna be really uh, interesting to see. Uh, you know, you see double hard preachers, and you're like, oh, maybe we should bring a banded and a mute even. You know, stuff like that is, I think, gonna be really interesting. And keeping in mind they can only change one operator means, like, you know, like, say the double hard breacher situation, uh, you can kind of like go, oh, well, we know they're bringing hard preachers, so we can bring something to counter hard preachers, but we know they can't change up both of those. So it's, I, it'll be really, really interesting. To kind of, hopefully we can see it properly on screen. Uh, we were talking about that before the podcast, as I haven't seen what the spectator view of 6th pick looks like yet. So hopefully it's pretty obvious to us as casters to make it easier to talk about during the prep phase. But this will give us a, a lot more to talk about during each prep phase than just the individual setup, because now the setups are going to be varied a lot as well.
1: Oh, yeah. And um, God, I forgot my idea. I wanted to say something about what you were saying. Uh, the repick is obviously cool. Um, you can play a little bit of mind games, really. Uh, you you go, you know, a team knows you play with a s- certain strategy that relies on glass. You pick glass, and then you switch to something else, and what they thought you were doing is just gonna you know fall. Cause it, especially if we keep in mind like the bulletproof cams that I think mostly are here to deny the smoke plant and just you know the glass push in general. Uh, that's probably why 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 it's going to be used if you go for glass they say oh they have a glass pick your bulletproof cam they switch and then you don't really use glass or anything reliant on smoke you just played mind game and denied them like utility and just c4 maybe or
0: well you should still play glass you just bring a thatcher to be
1: able to save oh yeah, the yeah. Cam. <laughs> or at
0: least or extra nades depending on uh you know how you want to play it because nades will also get rid of it so
1: yeah it uh and I mean people are like often saying, "Oh, they're going to ban a hard breacher." What about banning the people that help hard breacher like uh um, Thatcher? Thatcher? Ban Thatcher.
0: Yeah. If he you counter
1: if... the hard breachers. Yeah, but ban the people that help the hard breacher so you can bandit trick all you want and easily. On yeah, some maps that is. There's like I Imagine on... you
0: ban bandit and mute. Now there's no way to deny hard
1: breachers. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing is, you'll also have a hard time denying a heartbreacher when it's going to be your time to be on defense. Yeah. It's really a trade-off. There's a lot of mind game, and people are going to find their own way of playing the game. And it's going to be interesting. I think we're going to see a lot more diversity in just overall strategy that to come up from most teams. It's going to be a nightmare scrim, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be
1: a nightmare you want to prepare it's, for it's a team that does a certain here? <laughs> you want to prepare for like a team that you know for sure they're gonna ban uh ying and another one and then the other team you want to sc- scrim with they're like doing the complete opposite like what do you do it's gonna be hard i don't know if yeah. people will come up with like um Please ban this one, this one, and play that way. But then, you know, the other team is just wasting scrims, really, because they don't—they're not playing their own, you know, strategy well, and what they want to do.
0: I hope they—they they change the ladder rules to allow the pick bans, because then at least that's a way to get more games in with it. Because obviously, you can't during, do it during ranked, and you can only organize mm-hmm. so many scrims. So hopefully, at least ladder will have the the optional rules or the rules for that, so that people will actually get a chance to use it against other teams. I mean. That'll help mostly at the lower levels, but the high-level teams mostly are going to have scrim partners and stuff like that, but you oh, will yeah. still like, You need to get in a lot of games of scrimming to really find out all the extra strats and stuff you can do. And only and, and in R6-TMs, you can't five-man queue, so you can't really necessarily play with your whole team. Mm-hmm. So that, I think mean, that's a good way to experiment, but it's not necessarily going to give you solid information. So it is definitely a difficult situation to be in for teams. I think we're going to see maybe even some upsets just off of teams that adapt really well or take advantage of a situation or have a, a unique pocket strat Like, it's not going to be as dominated by one or two teams I think uh, next season as it normally is
1: yeah it's a, I agree with you we're going to see more teams and maybe even some team falls some teams that for now had the strategy of relying on copying other teams that now it's going to be harder or even like impossible to do so these teams will have a hard time to adapt if they do and if they don't, they're just gonna fall and just go relegated back in Challenger League, and you know, all the way down if they can't figure it out. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, we'll see. It's definitely gonna be a big shakeup, and there's a lot oh, yeah. to talk about. And there's still, I think, parts of it that haven't even been announced yet. That'll be interesting. So, uh, next season gonna be good. This oh, yeah. uh, this this upcoming season, once the uh, once changes start coming out as well, gonna be really good. We have a lot of changes on the TTS. I doubt all of them are going to be rolled out at once, but there that, there's a lot of indication for things that we're going to see in the future that are really going to affect this game a lot.
1: And I mean, people need to keep in mind TTS is a technical test server. The key Tactical word here test server, course, is test. Arrow. Doesn't mean it's going to be like that in the game. It means they're testing it out. So if you have feedback, don't fucking whine like a little bitch. Find a solution and go show that solution to the dev so they can you know think about it and maybe implement it if it's good
0: and maybe stop whining about quick leaning just because you're a bolo fan
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean rip rip leaning yeah
0: well uh, so anyways, like might as well talk about uh, the the operator balancing stuff first, um, starting with uh, we have the Lion nerf of course. That everyone wants. I don't think there's anyone outside of uh, Silvers that are really concerned about that nerf being a bad thing. Everyone knew about it before; it was in the last TTS. So having it again is great in terms of them actually, you know, making sure that well, they're reconfirming the nerf basically because they haven't changed anything about it. Putting it again means they're kind of committed to keeping it the way it is because it's working.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know, you said it. It was
0: nice, though, that since the last one, they've gone with a Blitz nerf, though, where they reduced his range and took away one of his charges. Taking away one charge is not a big deal, but it is nice to see that they're addressing the fact that he can blank maybe too often. But the two things combined, if you think about it. So if the range is nerfed, he might have a missed flash, right, and he needs to flash again. So the the more often he misses because of the range and the more he has to use charges, the more that that nerf to the number of charges matters. So it's actually like those two things work hand-in-hand in making him less effective at flashing people.
1: Mm -hmm. That's that's a good thing. I can say I've played a lot of people, or good people, playing Blitz in the TTS so far. So I don't know exactly how that nerf is going to affect him. But, I mean, every nerf to such operator is just good. Nerf him into Oblivion. I don't want him in a game. I personally hate playing against him.
0: Well, yeah, English. I, I'm, I'm not uh, the the people that hate against shields. I think Blitz is fine as an idea. It's just as an execution, it's difficult. I do like that they're considering uh, addressing melee options, though. They specifically said that in the, uh, in the notes. So, I imagine Blitz is not going to be perfect until they really address that part as well. Yeah. But uh, you know, once they figure that out, like I don't know, just make him melee slower, for example would be perfect. So that way he can only get the melee kill when they're blinded, basically.
1: Or, or, I mean, you know, right now, if the shields and the defend defender melee at the same time, the shield wins every time. It's you just how if it they is. just
0: took away his melee and just made him have to, like, shoot or, you know, I
1: mean, back that, up and reload. That would be something. Because right now, if you go close, you're dead. You're flashed, yeah. and he can just melee you. Even if you melee first, as long as he melees, he's going to kill you. Yeah. I think the defender should my mi- maybe get priority on melee. So even if you melee at the same time, it's just gonna knock back his shield like Yeah. Like it, it's doing when he's not meleeing at the same time. That could be a way to deal with it, but even though it's not perfect. It's Unfortunately, tough. I
0: think he did get some buffs as well, though. I think he's buffed a little bit too much because he has uh just his his pistol out technically. So I think he might have gotten a slight buff on accident from that. And obviously he can go uh uh Basically, the mode where he puts the shield on his back and be able to uh, to move. What I'm calling the turtle boost. If you put yeah. put a shield on your back, you can run faster for both Montaigne or any shields. Really, fuse recruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just put it on your back, you can boost, which is nice, as well as being able to boost with just pistol out and operators. Now, so now there's like reasons to be able to approach faster, but less secure. So like there's this kind of yin and yang between like spawn peeking and other things that are risks when it terms in terms of approaching things, and now that attackers have more choices in those risks, same with defenders that want to rotate.
1: Yeah, and one other thing, I mean, don't said it. Nerf AD has time on shield. It's too fast right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that is a huge uh, nerf that would work the right way, I think. Right now, it's just, you know, as soon as the defender turns around, you, like, you're, you go from full shield to, like, pff, aiming yeah, in, like, a half a crazy. second. It's crazy especially if you have a Finca.
0: Oh yeah, if your is the two then it's just retarded like fast.
1: Yeah. It's it, it, it's too fast. I mean, there's really no downside to it. So they they need to make it, you know, you're a shield. Your job is not to just gun down people. It's to block bullets. Make it so your point is to block bullets, not that you're good at everything.
0: Yeah, I think your point should be to blind people and have your teammate get the kill, but
1: Yeah. And <laughs> whatever. Right now, it's right just now. you know you you can go on your own way alone and just win. If you're in a one v one fight, you're you're winning. If you don't, you're bad.
0: And then we had uh, two operator changes that were mostly like kind of tweaks more so than huge changes. We had Habana and Ying both kind of got some tweaks in terms of swapping who has the claymore. So in this case, Ying gets the claymore instead of Smokes, which is a is a big thing for uh, Ying Glass Meta, yeah. um, as well as Habana losing the uh, claymore and getting a breach charge instead which i mean fits with the breaching theme and is definitely a bit of a nerf to habana because you see habana is oftentimes the player that's in charge of the important claymore like say for example the ladder on clubhouse in garage or uh sometimes the uh, yellow stairs door on consulate like can be an important player for having that so now it's you know more of a consideration to have thermite with the claymore claymore yeah uh, but uh the Breach Charge probably not going to get used so much, but we do see occasionally Breach Charges being used for, like, say, Vertical Play, for example. So, there is that. Um, obviously, at lower ranks, you know, outside of Pro League, probably still going to get used. Um, and then the no-anti-ADS thing, where you can't clear the ADSs, uh, Jager's Trophy System, or whatever you want to call it, the Magpies, you can't clear those with the Hibana Breaches anymore. They are, much like Kapitao's Arrow, immune to those. Now, uh, I'm not sure that's necessarily the best change in the sense that they... It would have, I think, been better if they made it so it still cleared them, but it cleared them with one charge instead of six. But at the same time, you know, like, they're at least making some changes that will benefit Jaeger. So that's, I mean, that's good. Because you can still shoot them off, so that's not as big a deal, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just going to make Jaeger more useful. Because sometimes in Bombside right now, it's just, you know... You take banana, you see both bomb side all the way down. You shoot your Xcaros and just clear every single Magpie just in one shot. So you can still breach and get in and clear the yeah. Jaegers. It was pretty good. Yeah. I think it's a nerf so- that <clears throat> most uh, Pro League players wanted. So I think most people are IP with it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to change a whole lot in you know, ranked and just casual players in general. But it's a welcome change.
0: Yeah, it'll be a good thing, I think. And then uh, on the other side of that, Ying actually got like a damage buff on the LMG. And Very uh it was it wasn't just Ying, like all the LMGs got tweaked. So Ying's got a little bit of a damage buff, like a tiny one. Well, I mean it's a significant one. But Capital got a huge damage buff on his. Uh and then Fuse actually got a slight nerf on his. So it was interesting they kind of were trying to rebalance them all to kind of be more equal in terms of the LMGs.
1: LMGs might be too strong but it's hard to say because before that they were just completely useless like there was no point in taking an LMG the damage was lower than like SMGs rate of fire lower than SMGs and just ADS time horrendously bad so there was really no point at all now we might see some more and I mean I say that but like Slash just played IQ uh, LMG this week
0: yeah, that one didn't get a change, I don't know. but I could see I could see Captao being interesting with his, just because Captao yeah. is kind of a support operator a lot of the time. No 3-speed LMG? Para- yeah, that would be interesting. We'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I think he'd... He, would he be the only 3-speed LMG? Uh, or, except for IQ, I guess, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it would be interesting, but yeah. there's, you know, there's a hard balance that you need to get before anything happens. You know, if you, you have the choice between Kaptau's, um Main gun, Assault Rifle, or LMG. Don't make the LMG OP to the point where it's a no-brainer to take the LMG. No.
0: They just kind of equalized it with what Ying's what is going to be now yeah. and what Fuse's kind of already was.
1: I don't know if Ying needed that buff, though. She's all, she's well, already... You know, the gun is decent. Uh, The fact that you reload... It's an LMG that you reload, like... super fast... from... I understanding is they like slowed it.
0: the ADS time on it, though. So that might help a little oh, bit. Oh, did they? Uh, that's what, at least the, what some people were reporting about the TTS. I haven't tried it myself, but uh, obviously it's TTS, so it's hard to say for sure. But it sounded like maybe uh, the, the ADS time is, is slow enough now that uh, you know, that helps bounce out that fact, which is, which is probably how maybe. it should be. It shouldn't be a super-fast ADS gun.
1: Yeah, no, 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 definitely. If you put LMGs with fast ADS, it's going to be... Scary, too good, too strong. It needs yeah. to stay f- slow. Then, if you want to hold an angle which just suppress fire or something, I guess, fine. But, uh, yeah. it's. It's, so it's. I mean, sometimes you, you want to balance things out and it's just. Maybe it, it has no place in a game. I'm not saying LMGs have no place in a game. Sometimes things have no place and you want to make it viable and there's just no way to make it viable. Or just it's either too good or too bad like lion lion right now is too good Then the way yeah. he's gonna be is he gonna be useful probably still if you have a strategy but i think people will rely on other operators that can bring much more to the table
0: yeah i hope so Speaking of which, uh, there was two defenders that got some significant changes. I mean, the first one, not as much in terms of vigil, the way he was changed. His cloak lasts less than half as long. Oh now. yeah, it went, went down to twelve seconds for thirty seconds. So that's that. I'm that's a big a, fan. That's a quite a bit, which is uh, you know makes sense. But then they sped up his recharge mm-hmm. by double, so now it's six seconds instead of twelve seconds. And I six, agree with yeah. the reasoning, which is to make you think more about resource management and less about spamming it when the, the moment you get a chance to.
1: Oh, yeah, that, uh, I'm a big fan of that change. I know people are complaining and say, well, now drones can just wait till you uncloak to drone. Yeah, well, this still would have wasted like 15 seconds. And it takes you six seconds to get in. Like, you have six <laughs> seconds to reload your thing and just start over. So it's super fast. Yeah. You need to micromanage it. And you it's its not just, you know, press the button and you're good for one sixth of the round. It's just, you
0: know, you have to
1: micromanage it, which is good. No. Nope.
0: Yeah, you, Vigil was kind of boring before. Like, he didn't really think too much about his gadget. No. It was mostly just
1: being a rumor. Now it. you
0: actually really have to think about how you use it or don't use it. I mean, we did see a little bit in pro league play of consideration of using it or not in terms of smart players that were deciding uh, to not use it sometimes because they didn't want to give away the fact that they were anywhere nearby. It yeah. like with like Adam, for example. So stuff like that is uh, a consideration still, but now even more so. It's now more of an active operator to use. So I think it was a good change. We'll see. I mean, we'll see if it affects his pick rate at all, whether it fe- or his win rate. But it is. I think it's a good change too. I
1: mean, yeah. it is
0: kind of harsh to nerf the uh, the the cloak by half. When, when but then the the reload is time
1: is, the also nerf is also nerfed no, no, I mean, by I, half.
0: It's also you know, you nerfed the cloak by le- more than half. So like, it's a little unequalized. But yeah. I think it'll be good still. Twelve seconds is fine.
1: Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. It is. It's so, yeah. a good change. I'm like completely fine with it just more skill to legion uh, not legion but uh, vigil now yeah. it's not just you know press the button wait till they get in because you know before it was it takes about 45 to 1 minutes to get in the building then you cloak and you have another 30 second of being invisible completely to drones yeah. now, now he's really
0: gonna have to think about positioning now yeah trying much plan, more. trying to play anti-entry realm.
1: much more yeah and it's not gonna be you know uh face checking uh offense operator Now they can just wait it out, you have a 6 second window, where the drone is going to be able to see him. And the attacking entry frag is going to have to react in that 6 second. Then, you know, you start over, 15 second cycle, it's... I'm done with it. More coordination uh... for the attacking team and uh, an actual solution to finding Vigil, other than just blindly face check a room and hoping your crosshair is going to be on the right spot.
0: Well, you know who will help with that, who will help with Vigil being able to hide better from drones is Echo, his buff getting a second drone. So the reason I say that is because now he can have an uh, anti-entry drone or or a realm help drone as well as a site plant drone. Mm -hmm. Now, you can actually use him more actively earlier in the round instead of just placing it and holding angles with your... uh, the ACOG. So I, I think that's definitely a good thing, especially for, for big echo players like Redeemer that uh, know how to actually move the drone around and use it. I mean it's probably gonna be annoying as crap I get to play against them, but uh it's still is it's a good thing and they and they downed it to two charges. Yeah. So you do get a chance to potentially get it after it hits you twice, but uh getting hit twice is a long time to be stunned if they get headshots.
1: Well, I think it's two charges and the cooldown time is a little bit longer now, is it? Yeah. So yeah, you so cannot nice. what to... you cannot undefinitely deny plant anymore. Unless you go yeah. like unless you micromanage your two drones and your two drones stay there. But then if you have two drones next to each other, they're more at risk of getting killed because people are gonna be looking well, for it. Especially now that you know especially now that you know what operators the attacking the, the, the other team has. Well, chances are
0: what will happen for at least probably in ranked games is people will put both drones near the bomb site and then use them like that, use two, because then you'll actually be able to deny it longer. Not only that, but when you're doing the second two charges on the other drone, the other drone is recharging its cooldown, so you get a chance to possibly toggle back and forth and back and forth.
1: especially with the new observation tool now, the way it works, it's easier to swap between drones and cameras and all that stuff. So
0: between that and the bulletproof camera, I think... Thatcher essentially got a big buff this this update. Like, Thatcher and IQ are now way more useful, because uh, now you have a maybe chance Twitch? to not only find the drones as a IQ, but you can then also nade uh, the bulletproof cameras, and I don't know, I think Thatcher and IQ are probably going to see higher pick rate with these changes. And yeah, Twitch maybe as well, if you can find the drone first. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, and speaking of the, the drones for both those operators, they did get changed as well in that uh, both uh, those drones now can be viewed by the uh, defenders as well yep. that also means that they uh, they can mark through them so Are the your question yeah. i haven't tested yet is if be hacks defender cameras will you be able to see through echo's drones
1: i don't know, you know i'm gonna easy. go test that out really easy i don't think i don't think you will be able to because you know they if you think about it they the phone is not ringing for echo
0: yeah, I would think so because that goes into So I the think they time, would man.
1: apply the same logic to uh, yeah. the hacking. Who knows?
0: It's lore logic, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Not really, but it's actually a balance. You know,
1: logic they, they add, add sex lore. together, so, you know, she kn- he knows how to not get hacked, I guess. But
0: maybe she gave him a little virus.
1: Yeah. Lore. <laughs> lore <laughs> Lord. but uh either
0: way like it'll still be interesting though in that uh i mean there's no other defenders with uh with drones but this but dokimi can view through the bulletproof cameras so there is that as well those will be able to be spotted early i mean you'll probably spot them with your drones anyways because you're going to drone into sight at some point which is most likely where i mean it's be. a
1: big box so it's hard to yeah. miss
0: but it is a slight slight buff to hacking people's cameras now in the sense yeah. that now you can see through Default cameras, Valkyrie cameras, and Bulletproof cameras. So, slight buff. I mean, you're still probably not going to see hacked cameras too much at Pro League level, but at lower levels, uh, knowing where those Bulletproof cameras are that might be hidden by, say, Roamers, I think will be
1: interesting. I think it would. But, uh, you know, Bulletproof cam, at first thought, I was like, this is going to be stupidly good. Because, you know, the, the image I think most people add is Valkyrie. And some type of Valkyrie cam that you can throw pretty much where you want, but are Bulletproof. Which is not yeah. the case. It's most mostly like take Mutes Jammer that you can put on walls or on the floor and it's static. Once you're in the camera, you cannot move left and right. It's only straightforward. The thing is, it's good because you can see through smoke and it's 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 pretty much like glassoscope. You see yeah, well, something like that.
0: Essentially it was almost added as a direct counter to glass. I mean yeah. I'm not saying that's why they did it, but this or is just a smoke push finally get a direct counter to him not only that but they took the smokes off ying so now they're really countering some of that overplayed smoke meta that we would seen and you can ping through it gadget.
1: Yeah. yeah so well, the fact that, that you not, can ping through it you're no longer just guessing where you're gonna shoot you have you know you see lots of smoke you say okay go on cams say all right i'm marking in three two one mark peak get the kill you have a fair chance at fighting the glass now which is good
0: it's not just that but adding the ability to ping through Echo's drone as well is also a direct counter to glass because oftentimes he's above the smoke. So uh, I I don't know if this is the case or not, but if it's possible that uh, your Echo drone can still be viewed after you die now, then that means there's a chance that even if you die trying to fight the fights, you or a dead teammate can then, uh, or, or while he's busy using his ACOG, a dead teammate could be sitting there watching to spot for Echo even. So now you can actually have dead players support Echo while he's still alive Mm -hmm. spot because he's got the acog to fight that glass potentially do a spot for it i think glass is definitely finally getting some counters i don't think he's gonna be like oh whatever you know like he's dead now but it is definitely nice to see their direct counters to what he's doing some people yeah uh,
1: some people will still use him but now there's actually something the defender can do other than just don't peek the smoke yeah it's the same argument it's like no that's stupid you you can't let him do whatever he wants there needs to be a counter now cameras are there so that's good
0: i think it's really interesting that they chose to make thatcher disable the cameras but not destroy them so now you have something similar to the echo drones so both the two counters to glass the echo drones and the bulletproof cameras are both disableable by thatcher but not destroyable which is I i think was an interesting choice that will be good because obviously if you could just destroy them with that's your ZMP, you don't have an area well, of effect device that... for attacking that's too effective.
1: Thatcher just disable it.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No,
1: okay, sorry. I thought you you were talking about destroying it.
0: No, no, because he doesn't destroy it. I think oh, it's a good okay, thing. Okay. Now you have to time your push yeah, yeah, yeah. around using Thatcher, because not only will he disable the Echo Drone to stop you from you know stopping your plant, yeah. but also then the bulletproof camera. So now he's much more useful. But as donut points out in the chat, you can set your bulletproof cameras pretty far from sight sometimes and use some line of sight things to be able to see because you're still going to see through the smoke even if let's say you're on a freaking oregon basement and you find a way to put an angle all the way back like almost tower stairs and there's enough holes to see through you know yeah. like it's possible you can see all the way through to the stairs and you're still going to see through the smoke and uh, the, the way they're kind of highlighted makes it pretty easy to deal with even if it's through tiny holes in the wall mm-hmm. so like it just means smart placement is important especially when thatcher gets involved
1: and also the fact that not a whole lot of operators have access to bulletproof cam. And if you want Specs to have it, specifically. you have a very specific operators you need to take. And those operators are not, you know, the highest pick rate. With, Maybe two, mute. with two
0: exceptions, I would say, yeah. Mute and Castle. Mute and Castle, season, at least. Yeah, but, I mean, if and you vi- no Vigil, Vigil as
1: well. But if you pick Mute, you're saying no to a C4 that, yeah. in most strategy, a Mute is used for a C4. Well that's and... what's interesting
0: is the three operators that people actually play Castle Mute and Vigil. Yeah, oh Vigil, lose yeah. Something yeah. important they all lose something important if yeah. you pick it, meaning you use C4 or impact nades. Yeah. Impact nades Whereas is the other three, you actually just lose crappy stuff like deployable shields or barbed wire on Doc, Cav, and frost. Yep. So those three that the least picked operators lose the least vital things. So they actually balanced it in an interesting way in terms of giving up utility on on well-picked operators mm-hmm. versus Getting, picking an operator that's less picked. Although Kavera, of course, has seen actual Pro League play this season. So there is that. Yeah. And Doc occasionally gets played. Frost as well has actually seen Pro League play. So all three of those have seen Pro League play this season, just less so. So I, overall, there's just so many interesting changes that are going to really shake up how every team does something.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, I'm, it's been a while since we can say we had a good DLC slash update slash... Yeah. Whatever you we want, haven't even
0: seen the new ops yet? It,
1: you, yeah, we're missing two operators, and I'm like, I would be okay with the TTA as being the next DLC. Yeah. We, we're still missing two operators. I'm like, this is mind blowing, and, and a map and yeah. a rework of Clubhouse. It
0: makes me wonder uh, will any of the two new operators get the bulletproof cameras? I would imagine so, because you'd want to debut those like to an extent with one of the new operators, but who knows what they'll get.
1: It's, it's crazy i'm super hyped this year is going to be good i oh, i'm God, super yeah. glad this season is over that was a buffer season it was just boring now we can yeah. move on to year three for real and it's going to be amazing yeah
0: and it's not just these changes balance wise they made a lot of changes like quality of life kind of stuff like for example all the improvements to the ui yeah that they're trying to work on not all of them are perfect but it's still better than what we had in a lot of ways it's clear and uh it, it's really nice. Even small stuff like being able to choose your location before you choose your operator. Just you know, small little things like that are great. Uh, and and the, uh, the changes to the way that the cameras and drones work. I know sometimes the keybind thing gets a little tricky for people. But the fact yeah. that you can use Q&E means you can switch drones while driving them, which is great for people like Echo that need to switch between two or Twitch that need to switch between two. But it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. And one thing that has tripped me up though is they changed it now so you don't have to hit space.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times
0: I've lost a drone is so accidentally jumping it. Like I need so much time to get used to it. Like I've, I've, is... I've had my drone in like a great spot and then I switch to it and jump and I'm like, no, I just killed it.
1: <laughs> this yeah, is, this is... <laughs> oh, so you, you hit like right home here cause that, that's 3000 hours of pressing space while going on a drone to get access to the drone that i need to fight to actually get it down so every time i'm like why is my drone jumping and oh yeah right i don't have to press pace anymore to get on my drone
0: (laughs) yeah but they did make the the nice thing as well though that you could switch between drones during the prep phase. that's honestly nice because now you can watch other people's drones or
1: for igls that's pretty huge because sometimes you know uh, it, it, it's gonna facilitate a lot of communication because your you're drone, you have a strat. You say, okay, my drone starts here and goes there. But you have a teammate who, you know, sometimes you you're willing to waste a drone just get him in, and people can watch it and just get a like a real feel of how defenders setup up are gonna be. And for IGL, it's way easier even. You know, you can just watch it. You have a real idea of how it is set up. Instead of just words and communication from your teammates that sometimes can be unprecise, especially for a newer team. Uh, I would assume league team kind of have it figured out, but now it's easier. So even for new players, it's just easier to understand what's going on and just, you know, get it down. Yeah, that, that's well, a big see. change and I'm very much for it. You I'm also really system? happy
0: about it because of Mute Jammers. Like, how many times do you have to just oh, sit there and watch yeah. a static screen because your, your drone didn't die, yeah. technically, so you can't switch? That was super annoying. So, like, with Mute being even more important this season, I think uh, that'll be a very welcome change yeah. uh, when they do that, to be able to get off those other drones. So,
1: definitely really
0: looking forward to that.
1: Just a lot of UOL changes that are
0: even for my job as well. So they added stuff like being able to put in team names for the custom game. I mean, it's unfortunate that they don't show during the game, although there's a chance they could change that before it goes live. Uh, but it still shows during the intro animation things, which is nice. And the the ability now to put rehost scores means yep. we don't have to have some crappy rehost overlay. So nice. That is such a big deal. Uh, I mean, and we were talking about it before this as well, That uh, before the podcast, that uh, we're not sure if there's – a way to deal with site locking as well hopefully there is i think people Um, said to
1: me that there was i'll I'll
0: test it when i after we get off this podcast because site locking is obviously the only other weird issue with rehosting i mean usually teams know anyways and it's yeah i wouldn't say that's like some super important thing i mean it's a small quality of life thing the rehost score thing is a much bigger deal though and means there's there's a much less issues you have to deal with obviously there are there is one potential issue I could see come, with that coming up in terms of right now when we have production do the overlays for the rehost scores, if they mess it up, they could quickly fix it. If you mess oh, it yeah. up with this new system, then you have to go back to the old system to fix it.
1: T- t- take two minutes just to make sure you have it right. Because well, anyway, mention, anyway that,
0: that might actually screw up overtime. You might have to do a rehost for the score being screwed up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean the, the, the right thing is if you get it right now... If you have a first rehost, you don't need a second reos for overtime. That's you just a big like question. keep going. Yeah,
0: if it can handle the overtime coin flip automatically, that solves so many rehosts that we've had to do any rehost because if you do any rehost in the head of overtime, that means you're mandatory two rehost, which sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this yeah, this will so, yeah, be nice. Hopefully it
1: fixes that. I like I said, I it's a lot of things that I heard cuz I was not able to test it myself. But yeah. it's it looks promising and it looks like a you know the right way to go with uh, competitive rainbow six and it feels like this patch overall is mostly aimed for pro league and you know it's the patch that i think feels the best so far in a while and even sometimes i look when i i hate life i'm going on the main subreddit and i look at comments and i'm like a lot of people were happy about it so i guess it's you know it's great overall pros like it while to get lucky pros like it casual like it it's it's great
0: I was surprised to see less toxicity about the drop shotting nerf this time, but that's also because it was introduced last time on accident. So people yeah. kind of have already Kinda moved new. past that. People always have the shock phase where they're like, oh my god, don't take that away. And then once it's taken away, they're like, oh, I guess it's fine. <laughs> don't take my skill like, uh, away so from me. That's that's quick leading this time. Quick leading is the new, the new thing to whine about. Um, and that people will eventually get over that. People were abusing a glitch for their hitbox and just need to like... Deal with the, the fix to it is fixing the hitbox issues. Yeah. Both of those things are fixing hitbox issues. So, those of you who whine about hit reg are the same people whining about quick, quick cleaning getting taken away and drop shotting being taken away. You need to realize you're, you're whining about the same thing you're, you know, wanting the same thing that you're whining about in the first place. Like, yeah. do, do not want things that break the hitbox.
1: It's, it's like uh, <clears throat> the recoil, the first time they introduced the idea of changing the recoil. It was, you know, you you read the blog the blog post. It was like, okay, we do this because part of the hitreg problem is caused by the way we handle randomness and the recoil. It's like, fine, I understand that. And people were like, don't remove the randomness, just fix hitreg. It's like, dude, just read. They they said that those two are linked. Like, come on. <laughs> It's yeah. you know it's it's good to see that at least people kind of understand this time some of the changes. Yeah.
0: On the same topic of recoil, it is nice that they're fixing the misalignment, which makes it feel like a lot less RNG oh, yeah. because uh, there's already RNG to the recoil itself right now, which is what we were just talking about. Uh, but then it felt like there was double RNG because of the fact that the sights were misaligned during that. So your even adjustments to the RNG were extra RNG on top of that, and that was. A big problem for accuracy i think it'll be better mm-hmm. however the current setup in terms of recoil is pretty all over the place you have buffs to some guns that needed to be nerfed in the case of like uh, jaeger is now way too strong i would say with this recoil and uh, ella as well although at least the range thing is still there to an extent in that uh it's still much better at close range but it's still too good in terms of recoil at the moment and then you have uh some people that got nerfed pretty hard like uh all the people with secondary smgs like smoke the smg 12 players as well as the bearing nine operators so there's it's it's a little all over the place at the moment and unfortunately a lot of the recoil is too samey and too easy now as well in terms of it's mostly horizontal or vertical without a lot of horizontal play and Hopefully, I mean, I would like to see them transition this towards the, the pre-made recoil system, and no RNG. But I know that people are kind of rejecting that at the moment. However, I hope at least that they spend quite a bit more time on the, the current recoil before trying to drop this in.
1: And I, I hope people get feedback, because I, I see a lot of people complaining. Well, they sure are. I, there's a lot of people just complaining and saying, this is bad. Well, why is it bad? How can it be better? And I feel like a lot of times, you, you know, the, the recoil people have problem with are usually, when you look at, you take a point that is the first bullet, and you take the second point that is going to be the second bullet, the distance between the two, if it's too high, it feels weird. It feels like you're forced to go somewhere when you ADS. That's a lot of, like, what people have problem with. If you put it too close, it's getting, like, too easy to control. There needs to be, like, a balance in that. But People just, you know, complain and don't give don't don't yeah. think about why it is a problem but i think that most of it comes down to it if you look at the smg 11 you, you'll see the, the distance the distance between i think it's the third and fourth bullet is quite high and this is where people complain because they say it's uncontrollable but if you tap fire it's easier it's it's nowhere near as easy as it is right now on the live build yeah. though Because right now it's a oh. big nerf
0: like Elastic says in the chat, like, uh, if it's if it's kept like this, it's it's too easy to control recoil angle overall. Grip. That that people are just yeah run an angle grip instead of a uh, yeah. vertical grip because there's not as much reason to run a vertical grip if you can just ADS faster with an angle grip. Then absolutely, yeah, that would make angled grip really strong if the recoil was a lot easier to control overall for the the rifles as opposed to the SMGs, which are yeah. I mean, and we had a discussion pre-podcast about this that uh, that we have a little bit of differing opinions on how uh balanced the the nerfs are to the smgs but we'll see overall like where where they end up with it in terms of uh i i don't mind a little bit of nerf to some of the smgs for sure especially the bearing nine but that uh maybe we could find a balance between where it's at now and uh you know between the tts and the live build somewhere somewhere between the two that would be good and obviously some of the other guns need to be a little worse in recoil that aren't right now like i said ella's gun and uh and yeah for example Oh yeah, there's
1: definitely a balance and it's nowhere near like a final version of the I recoil. I think you got
0: muted. Helby I lost your audio. Hmm.
1: See it. Hello? Oh. There we go. Okay, it's fixed. Well, um what I was saying is uh I forgot. <laughs> the recoil it's uh you know it's oh it's nowhere near the final version of it i don't think so anyway it's it's you know they're 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 still working on it and it's a long term um thing they're working on just to you know in the long term just fix it just try to get something that is better than what we have right now that is you know based off of randomness and the bullet's not even going where you're aiming which is a problem
0: I'm definitely worried that uh, when it comes to managing a live build versus test builds, it is sometimes easy to accidentally introduce changes. So I hope they don't accidentally throw in some of these recoil changes to the live build, but since it's a different recoil system, I think, hopefully the chances of that are low at the moment, but I would hate to see like some particular operator's recoil get broken for a while because of something like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I I want them to take their time with it and just make sure they have something that is good that works and makes most people happy
0: speaking of broken though we have some issues with the diffuser at the moment so there's the new diffuser (laughs) which we haven't really talked about yet um, which is which is cool although it does have some quirks to it so it's not just the bugs but there's also the sound works different so when planting the diffuser as an attacker now you only make sound at first and the sound eventually goes away the sound of the typing and everything else goes away Which is, which is important because now when you fake, it's different. So as soon as you start a fake, they can't tell if you pull off that or not because okay. the sound goes away either way. So now faking is actually going to work pretty different. Now, if you, if you fake and then stop and then restart a fake, they're going to know that. They're going to know that you've restarted it. So you're going to have to fake. Your fake strategy is going to be a little bit different if they keep it like this. Also, the diffuser itself makes a different sound, which... I'm not sure how much it affects the distance. I think there needs to be a little more testing in terms to see like oh, yeah. how how effective it is. At, uh, uh, letting the um, attackers know that you're diffusing the diffuser, which we need better ter- terms for this. It's so confusing. You're diffusing a bomb and then diffusing the diffuser for the bomb. Yeah. Whereas some people just call the diffuser the bomb, and then you're diffusing the bomb. It's unfortunately it's... the uh, the way it's set up is not the smartest, <laughs> like terminology wise, but. <laughs> the other issue, though, is uh, is it only seems to require line of sight, and the distance is the same, which is actually working out very bad because people are doing stuff now where they can diffuse through walls and floors. So, oh, disabling the diffuser apparently is the way to call it. So you disable the diffuser that diffuses the bomb. All right. Even though the diffuser itself is also disabling the bomb, but you no, know, whatever.
1: It's a you know it's a silly. I I don't know why they didn't go for uh, you know plant a bomb and diffuse the bomb. It was easy.
0: okay okay it's
1: ripping uh, off counter-strike who the who cares it it uh, works it's fine if it if it ain't broke don't fix it
0: now now i mean i think they were trying to get away from long arming eventually but they ended up with the opposite problem now the worst long arming because now you can even (laughs) i've seen i've seen some demos where you can shoot a couple bullet holes in a wall not even destroy the wall just a few bullet holes and if you look at it yeah yeah, it's crazy. It's like uh, it's definitely obviously needs to be fixed before it gets put in. I think they because need to. using are confusing for below the bomb and stuff. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. They need they need to down this the, the range of it. Maybe it's just being I... closer to it, more like so counter strike I... where you need to basically be over it.
0: Yeah, I I think that's the direction they want to go. Is is my assumption because of the way you work it, mm-hmm. and that it's just right now they were just debuting the animation. Yeah. Part. Oh yeah. Probably. So hopefully, hopefully this was just the de- the the demo of that for us to understand the new animation. And the next thing they do, they deal with the range issue.
1: And, I mean, right now you also see, you know, the diffuser becomes red when it's actually being yeah. diffused. So if you have a line of sight on the diffuser, you can tell just by looking at it that it's getting diffused. Even though, maybe if you don't see the guy uh, that's long army. Um, usually you don't I, see him. I, but now IQ you can, can know. Oh, I yeah. yeah, like yeah. can
0: see them using their diffused gadget, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it's cool. But, I mean, no. just looking at the bomb now, you know if they're diffusing yeah. or not. Faking diffuser so, or not.
0: If they address the range thing, I think it'll be pretty cool. One exception that if they still keep the line of sight thing, though, is you'll still be able to do it through a wall. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you could be right next. To, that's only if they plant next to a soft wall, though. So as long as you can't do it through the floor is the big deal, as long as the range is too much for that. I don't know. We'll We'll see how they address it, but... I would like to see them address the long arming issue. I mean, I think it's kind of fun in a way in long arming because it, it forces you to really consider where you place the bomb. Yeah. But at the same time, I I think for viewing, it's really kind of annoying to see people defusing with like getting away a with com- it. They're super stretch Armstrong diffuse. Yeah. Not,
1: not even fun. touching it. Like, all right, yeah. I got I got this.
0: And but in this case, also you have to consider the fact now your arm doesn't show up, so it is it is harder to tell someone is defusing it in some ways. So. We'll see overall. I, don't, I have a feeling they're probably not releasing this as is right now and that they're going to keep addressing it. And there are some other yeah. small glitches that I also hope are not going to be in the main game. Like, the Repel animations are really whack right now. And uh, I don't know if that's what's if they're just working on reworking Repel animations and they haven't finished and just kind of left it partially done or they're glitched or what. But they're kind of funky right now. Same with Vaulting. Yeah, they're,
1: they're square. Like, you move, you get locked in a vision, and then... Yeah, yeah
0: you just so throw it straight up.
1: It doesn't feel... You're... Right, but yeah. it doesn't bothers me because it feels more less buggy, yeah. I, it, it feels like there's less potential bugs that can come out of it, and that I'm okay I, with.
0: Yeah, I don't know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. They're still repelling through a lot of walls when you repel through a window where you're just seeing through the wall for a minute, and they need to SK that Consulate. As well. Maybe... Yeah,
1: let's but, remember. Uh...
0: You know, Hippo brings up an interesting point about about hacking the diffuser. It would be interesting to see a defender at some point that has some kind of counter to uh, disabling the diffuser, or you know, some way to do that differently. Right now we have one way to stop people planting, which is well, two ways really, because you have uh, the Grismont mines and then Echo's drone. Yeah. So anything that could break their animation is a way to stop them. But there would be an interesting way to post-plant to have an operator that can do something to deal with disabling the diffuser in a way that is either more interesting or doesn't expose them to fire as much, so that when attackers are trying to hold a diffuser, mm-hmm. they have to they have to consider things differently depending on the operator left. So, I don't know, I hope they're working on something like that. So
1: someone that is more focused on the post-plant phase of a round. That'd be interesting. Maybe,
0: maybe as a result of something else. Maybe not something that is just focused on the post-plant, but I mean, something it... that happens to work towards that. I mean, obviously the Bulletproof cams can help with post-plant, but...
1: Yeah, sure. It it could be interesting. What I'd like to see is more um, special or things that interact with reinforcement walls. Because right now we don't have a whole lot. We have mirror. And one thing that I'd like to see is maybe... Yeah. We have a couple. One thing that I'd like to see is someone who can decide the height of the reinforced wall. That could be fun. Sometimes you can just leave a gap. You know some walls have a gap? It would be fun to have that gap on some other walls. So this operator could decide, you know, I I want three quarters. Uh, Hey,
0: yeah. That'd be fun. So that would be really interesting because right now with uh, Mira, you have to really make a hard decision when you want the ability to open up part of the wall above the mirror. Do you put it on a soft wall or do you put it on a hard wall next to a soft wall? Is a big decision, I think, for strategies in terms of how you play that. Because if you put it on a soft wall, you see what happens on Clubhouse or uh, Coastline, for example where people can shoot around it even, and then even actually make it destroyed by destroying the wall around it. So it's tricky because when you put it on a soft wall, you, ha- you you give yourself a lot of downside, but you can also use that to your advantage. And so if you have an operator that can do something uh, with that, it is interesting interaction, like just some kind of half reinforcement thing. I, 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 I
1: would go with something, you know, he has the choice to go half. Three quarters or full, depending on what yeah. you want. You know, yeah, yeah you more still than got two. But
0: reinforcements is a great that'd be idea. cool
1: because I mean, in some bump side, it's interesting to just you know you want to cover. You still want to be able to you know throw a C4 over it or just keep having that line aside for a echo Drone or whatever. Yeah, that'd be interesting. You know, it's not op because attackers can you just toss grenades your way, and they can also interact with it. I think it would be interesting. Of course, would it be good? Just I don't just know.
0: Mirror the ability to do the half reinforcements. Yeah, maybe. Since that's the operator that would really like interact with it the most.
1: Maybe I think that would still Cause, be cause
0: interesting. They're they're gonna do I think a lot of retroactive changes to oh, old yeah. operators. I mean, mm-hmm. they already did with the mid season reinforcements, so it's not like that's unusual. I mean, Glass gained an entire ability. Yeah. Retroactively, so and had it as well the ability to boost people. So. It's a, there's definitely changes that will come over time to all the old ops. So I, I think there's you know this possibility that they could tweak Mirror as well in that in that regard. Maybe we'll see. Hopefully they don't get too crazy and give every uh, operator like five thousand different but abilities. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so this one can you know. Uh, We're gonna do... start approaching
0: the League of Legends complexity if oh, they yeah. keep doing that.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. You know, he has five passive, two gadget, and uh, three choice of gun that he can swap. And
0: 700 different interactions.
1: You're like, yeah, it's no, please keep it simple.
0: Well, we'll see. I mean, it was interesting. Like, uh, so the Boost had too many things that it did. But the counters to it were interesting, at least. The way they yeah. set up the counters. I, I, I'll give them that, and that's they obviously were effective because it never gets played, really. So the smoke yeah. counter alone was enough to be like, don't play in Pro League, but now it's super strong in casual and ring.
1: Uh, so she, I, I mean, aim control is not something that is super, super interesting to bring in uh, Pro League. Yeah. And, I mean, ADS buff, yeah, it's good. But is it good enough to justify you losing some utility for the sake of just being able to ADS faster? I don't know. Bring an angle grip and control your aim.
0: Well, they said they're looking at doing changes, too. So there probably will be changes to a lot of that stuff uh, down the line for Finca. So just keep an eye on that. We'll see when they do that. Who knows when they're going to try and make changes. But considering it's not played a ton in Pro League right now, it's not really a big deal yet. It's not. But, uh, but anyways that was a lot of stuff to go over i think we'll probably yeah. probably wrap it up there but uh looking forward to seeing what's coming in whatever future patches there are whenever those are i imagine we'll still probably see one before land so land could be a little bit of a shake-up who knows what'll be included but let's uh we'll look forward to that and to the relegations matches when they come i believe people kind of have an idea when those are but i don't think it's been officially announced so yeah i just look forward to that as well i obviously look forward to it because i'll be casting it but uh, make sure to stay tuned we'll we we'll, we should hopefully have a uh a sunday podcast again as usual after the relegations where we'll talk about those and uh yep. we'll look forward to seeing you guys then
1: it uh, might be shorter uh also if uh, there's less content but uh we'll, we'll try you know this week was fun to have the tts to talk about and maybe they'll announce some stuff that we can also talk about like next dlc and all that stuff but uh yeah uh with the lack of game it's going to be a little You know, might be shorter, but, uh, you know, next season with a game every week, four game every week for every region, we're going to have a shit ton of thing to talk about. It's going to be fun. Absolutely.
0: All right, cool. Well, we'll catch you all guys next Sunday at least, and then we'll kind of try and figure out what we can do
1: from there in terms of the podcast. But we'll try and keep it going. Bye-bye.
0: Peace.